everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. I'm your host, Emily Moines, joined today by my co-host, Shelly. And I feel like we've got a lot to cover today. There's been a lot happening this week. Shelly, how are you? Hi, Emily. I'm good. How are you doing? You've got lots happening in your neck of the woods. Oh, what a crazy week it's been. Seriously, there's a lot going on. I mean, it uh, kind of took me a little by surprise, I gotta say. I know you have your son back home. Well, both sons after a phenomenal trip to uh, Africa, which looked amazing following him on social media and their trip was phenomenal what they're doing. I know, you know, as a mom, I have to say as a mom, watching them go off and experience that together, like two siblings was so like, it was just the whole experience was just so cool. So Blake, um, we need really needed somebody to come with them because he needed someone to be documenting and someone to be filming, but he also really needed a pilot, um, for a lot of the, like when they're in the bush and so Cody was just obviously like, he was the obvious, you know, perfect choice. So it was so cool to see Cody flying a plane over, you know, Africa. And they, I mean, when he came back, Cody is like, I, I think I want to, you know, now pursue being out in Africa doing all this really cool work. Um, did you see like, a lot of it was so like, I know I was looking at his stories. I was like, oh my God, there's so much information. Like there's a ton of information that he's putting out there. Um, but what I loved and couldn't believe was um, like the natural habitat. Like they're literally just sitting there and the elephants are in their natural environment, just walking by. Just yeah, that's by. pretty crazy. I know. And he, they were staying in that tent, like right on the reserve glamping. You can do that. People can do that. They can rent those tents and stay in the parks. I know. And I guess what he was saying is that the rangers, because I was a little freaked out. I mean, there's lions. You could hear hyenas. And um, I'm like, did that not freak you out? Like you have no protection. And he's like, well, initially we were kind of freaked out, but because the rangers were also like nonchalant about it, like, nah, they were like, okay, nah. <laughs> well, well did they report how many people have been killed by <laughs> attacks by these animals? <laughs> you know, no. so Crazy. I'm sure it's relatively safe, or unless I don't want to freak out there, you know, the people that come to do this work or even tourists. Well, I mean, I think that they were saying that they don't really bother you. I mean, they're not really coming in bothering you, um, the lions. Um, I, I, I don't know if you remember, there was one point where they were actually like out in the wide open and the rangers had no protection except for a little pocket knife oh and i'm God. like this is wild like it literally the- is wild they're on foot like they're on foot they were in a jeep they weren't in a car they had zero protection and i'm freaking out but there's so i guess they know what they're doing um i think the biggest danger is being killed by poachers not by animals. That's the biggest concern. Um, a lot of people are killed by poachers. So I was a little bit apprehensive about that, but, um, I mean, you know what, I I dropped them off at the airport and I said to them, well, if you die on this little excursion, this little adventure you're going on, at least you would have died doing something that you love. So exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we sent them off and they had a, they had an amazing time and wow, Blake said it was such a huge eye opener. So that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to see them do that together as brothers. And I think that's amazing. I mean, I, you know, that sort of evokes that same feeling I get with my two siblings when they go off to the mall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not the same at all. <laughs> but it's nice to see them. Um, you know, it's nice to see that closeness, right? With the siblings. Oh, 100%. It's, it's nice very to nice that. to see the closeness and the bonding and, but doing something really important like that out there in the great big world. So that's awesome. And uh, they just did a great job of educating people. So that was great news. And um, what else is yeah, going on yeah. with the boys? Yeah, they need to, um, they're, uh, they're, they're in the middle now of editing that entire excursion, which is tons and tons and tons of work. Um, so they're going to do that. And then obviously we, you know, had got the news that, uh, that Blake and Katie broke up and yeah, that's too bad, but yeah, you know, I think the hardest thing about that breakup or, you know, I think the hardest thing for people that are in the spotlight is having everyone scrutinize comment, um, on the breakup and listen, the internet can be a real cruel place. And that, you know, I think, I mean, Blake has a thick skin, but I think that's hard for anyone, you know, to, you know, even though you do put yourself out there, you are, you know, you are sort of in the limelight um, when you're in the spotlight and you have a breakup and people tend to, you know, take sides or they tend to think they know what happened. uh, You know, that's difficult. That's, that's hard. It's hard enough every, when you're not in the spotlight. Yes. And everybody has an opinion and everybody thinks their opinion is correct, but people don't really know. They can only speculate. Of course, and, I mean, the only two people that really know is going to be Katie and Blake and the moms. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, Aunt Lindsay and the moms. <laughs> yeah. The only people that really know the truth. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely been challenging and uh, difficult to have people speculate. Um, and I try, you know, for the most part to just stay out of the whole thing. And um, yeah, and you know what, I, I know, like, I remember, you know, we would talk on the phone and not just on a microphone, and you'd be saying, Oh, he's flying out to San Diego, you know, he's so he spent a lot of time going out there. Yeah. I mean, all summer. So what they do, so they have these, um, I think it's called happy couple retreats. I think that's what they call them. So they do like this. It's a happy couple retreat. So you get engaged, but obviously nobody knows, right. Cause it hasn't aired. So then they got engaged in April, I believe. And then from April till August, when the finale was aired, which was August, it was his birthday, August the 9th. Um, so from April to August, he was traveling out to the States regularly. He was there a lot because they would do their couples, uh, happy couples retreat. So they would put them up in these, um, homes or villa, like, um, what do you call those? Like Airbnbs or hotels or whatever it was. I think it was a lot of Airbnbs, but sort of out of the spotlight where nobody could see them. And it had to be very hush hush, of course, because the show hasn't aired. So he did a lot of, um, of traveling out there. Um, Katie didn't come to Canada. I, I mean, I think that there was a lot of restrictions at that time with COVID and what a nightmare it was for him to travel to the States. I can't tell you how many times he was delayed 
flights canceled. It was just insane. So I think there's a, you know, there was a lot of um, red tape for her coming into Canada. So he traveled out there quite a bit. And then when it was announced that they were engaged, um, Katie was out here once we met her and then he was going back and forth to the States. And I think the biggest fallacy of all that is out there is that, you know, he would move to the States. Well, that's a complete fallacy. And I can tell you that once he got engaged in April, he gave up his home to his brother. Um, his brother and his girlfriend started renting his house because he figured I'm going to be gone so much. I'm going to be traveling so much. He had planned a long time ago. He had planned a trip to Africa. So he knew he was going to be there. And then he was going to be going back and forth. He hadn't really settled on where he was going to be moving. So he gave up his house to his brother and his girlfriend. And they've been living in that house since July. Um, and now I get him and his animals. So he's bunking oh, here yeah. until he can figure out now where he's going to live. Um, so he's sort of in the midst of doing that right now, where he's going to go. Um, I don't want him to go anywhere. I want him to live with me forever. But that's of course, not mommy. <laughs> yes, we, we want that. Right? Because he's fun. Oh, he's fun. I love having him around. Um, so yeah, he's just going to, he's just now trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do because he's feeling a little homeless. He'll so- be all right. Yeah, I mean, you know what, as Mama Moines always says, when one door closes, another one opens up and usually it's a better door. Well, I think sometimes when there's failure, like I I look at failure, whether it's failure in a relationship or failure, you know, you lost a job or you're, you know, I just think that failure sometimes is like a way of redirecting you, right? Like, okay. Nope, no, 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 no. You now need to go on this path. Okay. So I'm going to take your job away from you because this is not where you are meant to be. You now need to go, Robert, this in this direction. I think that that's a a personality trait that for those people who can shift like that. So you're on a trajectory and, you know, that door closes for whatever reason or the failure of the, the job or the relationship to be able to pivot is such an amazing life skill. So to be able to stand back and take stock and say, okay, what am I going to do with my life now and reevaluate? A lot of people can't do that and they are stuck. No, a lot of people. Yeah. I totally And they can't agree. move beyond that. Well, I think, no, I totally agree with you. And a hundred percent, I think a lot of people are afraid um, of change and a lot of people get stuck in the past and get stuck on, I think this is where a lot of people get stuck on the vision of what they, um, what they thought or what they wanted, that dream sort of of what they had anticipated, how they saw their life going. And they get stuck on that, not as not, instead of looking at it as an opportunity, what it is, right? They get yeah, stuck sometimes on, it's an opportunity, but uh, yeah, they get stuck on that idea of what they wanted it to be. And they're lost and they're defined by that so much. Yeah. And it's really hard to, to move on from that. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes time sometimes, you know, um, but I think that, yeah, it, it's, you know, being stuck in that 
that's not fair. This is, but this is what I wanted. This is how I wanted it to go down. This is what I wanted to do. This is how I saw my life, envisioned my life. And then when there's a bump in the road and listen, there's a bump in the road for that's life. You don't go through life unscathed. Everybody gets a bump in the road. Everybody does. And it's being able to navigate that um, bump in the road. And like you said, pivot and go with it and take chance. And sometimes, you know, it's like divine intervention, you know, things are just meant um, to go in a different direction and being able to, you know, to follow that path is, um, if, I mean, if you can accomplish that and if you can realize that, then you're already halfway there because you're going to get lots of um, things thrown at you in life. Lots oh, of Oh yeah. Lots of curveballs. Lots of curveballs. My daughter's texting me incessantly right now. Of course, every time I get on a podcast. Um, Yeah, so that's about it. I mean, you know what? They will be fine. Um, Wish Katie the very best, of course. And uh, I'm sure she will, um, she'll be, she will meet her person. I'm sure Blake will meet his person and they can, you know, look at this as a very fond memory and, um, and a, and an amazing experience. Yeah, such an not amazing very, experience. Yeah, not very many people get to have that amazing experience. So what happens with the ring? They have to give it back. I think that the ring, from what I understand, I think that um, you have to give the ring back. I think if you're together for two years, like, and like you don't get married, but you're whatever date, but you engaged for two years, I believe you get to keep the ring, I think. But I think... But if you break up within the two years, I believe that, yeah, Neil Lang gets that nice rock back. Sucks. Yeah. And I mean, what is the success rate of relationships on The Bachelor and Bachelorette? Um, so I don't have like statistics, but I can tell you that there's been, as of late, not great. Um, I find that the older seasons, they've had better success rate. And like, I encouraged him to go on Katie's season because I did believe like he, like I said before, Blake was very much um, intrigued by, by Katie and her, her, um, he thought that she just came across as very, you know, confident and just super chill and, you know, just fun. And he really liked her um, her sort of like zest for life. And I, you know, and I, I, of course I encourage that because listen, I I go back to Tristan Ryan, the greatest love story of all, I think from the franchise, Catherine and Sean Lowe, Molly and Jason, um, Ari and, and Lauren, uh, I mean, there's so many, um, that did succeed. And when they have succeeded, they've been like, great, like phenomenal, you know, they've got kids and they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot that don't succeed. Obviously I think there's, well, not, I don't think there's more that haven't succeeded, but I think that for the ones that did succeed, what a great story to tell your grandkids. Yes. It's a great experience. Well, it sure is risky, but I mean, the fact that uh, it's just so forced though, you know, because you've got producers interjecting and you've got, mind you, you know, since COVID, they hadn't been able to do the same type of show. So maybe that has something to do with it as well. You know, they were holed um, up in that resort for, you know, that length of time. 
Couldn't go well, to the real hometowns and the traveling around the world. That was sad. They couldn't do that. So they're doing that now with The Bachelor. I mean, I guess you could. No, I don't really think that that stands because if you look at Zach and Tasha, they were held up in that resort and they're still together, I think, over a year later and seem to be, you know, pretty strong. Um, I mean, you never know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously, but I think they, you know, that's a couple that was during COVID and have, um, are, you know, are still together and, and seem to be very happy. Uh, they're now traveling. Um, so the new bachelor Clayton, I, they're like, they've been to Croatia and Austria. Um, I know they were here in Toronto, not that long ago. Um, which is great. I mean, they're going back to how the old show used to be, which I miss. I miss that. I miss the old um, bachelor and bachelorette. Um, I find that since like Colton season, it's been like younger and I kind of didn't really invest, get invested in like Hannah Brown's or Colton's or Peter Weber's um, just because they were younger. And I was sort of just like, eh. And then I really started watching it again once Blake was on Claire and Tasha's season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I miss that. I miss the traveling around. It's just so surreal, right? It's, it's like- so surreal. I mean, and it just, it's so jet setting and it looks so amazing. But, wow, the, you know, the ratings are going down in that franchise. Some people are saying it's enough already. Quit while you're ahead. So I don't know if it's the changing demographic. Yeah, no, I heard that 20 years ago are now getting married and having their own children and they're busy. So to get the new Gen Z's in watching it. Yeah, I know. It's a different demographic. Maybe, maybe. Um, uh, I mean, I've been watching Michelle's season and I'm obsessed with um, her fashion. Like if that girl doesn't get a massive um, endorsement for athletic wear. <laughs> Somebody needs to like scoop her up for that because her, did you see her in that black and white um, athletic when she was playing basketball? She was on the basketball court. Everything she puts on that's athletic wear, her body was made for it. It's insane. So yeah, Lululemon, whoever get in there. Get in there. Well, I, I, I was obsessed with Tasha. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. What a body. She looked stunning on every single outfit, you know, on every rose ceremony. I'm like, Oh my God, this girl is stunning. And her fashion style is so different. Oh, she is iconic. Oh, come on. Talk she about a fashionista. Major fashionista. She is like her sense of fashion is oh my God. on point. Like she's in New York in the, you know, in the summer, I think it was August with like white boots. I mean, she, I, I was just like, I, I just can't even like, I just can't even. She is insanely. She wears everything everything she puts on that body and she's a big chest and curl and everything. Cause I, I used to have, okay. Yeah. I had a breast reduction many, 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 many years ago. So I was very, very, very self-conscious of what I wore. She wears anything and everything and looks fantastic in all of it. Oh my all God. So the suit jackets she had on, I think it was, it was towards the end of Blake and Katie's season. And she had on that like a tuxedo, but like the jacket was on backwards with like ties. Oh, oh, oh God. Like, yeah. uh, and, and is she picking the clothing? No. So apparently they have a stylist. 
Um, so they have a stylist on set. So um, she was not on set for Katie's season. I'm sorry to say. Oh, the, <laughs> the stylist. <laughs> Unless Katie rejected everything she gave her. Like, I think what, what happened there wearing. was that Katie is very much like a, um, uh, a jeans and tee kind of girl with a ball cap, um, which is super cute. And I think Blake actually did like that. You know, she's just jean, jeans and a tee. Um, and I think she felt comfortable is most comfortable in jeans and a tee. And so, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally not speaking on her behalf and I shouldn't be doing that because I don't like, I don't really know, but just knowing, you know, her as, as I would know her, um, you know, ball, ball cap jeans, tee sneakers is more Katie. And perhaps when she was having these ball gowns, which is what they dress them in for the rose ceremonies. I mean, they're beyond like they're insane. Maybe that wasn't her comfort level. And so yeah, she, and you know what? You have to give her credit. Like maybe she did say, no, that's not my style. I don't want to wear that. And I want to be true to myself. So you have to give her credit for that. Yeah. For I sure. mean, I, yes, I, I know a lot of people were very disappointed um, in her in the choice because I think a lot of people too watch the show to see that, right? Like, like how we were saying, you know, the traveling and the jet setting and the, you know, you're having dinner at, on, the, uh, you know, looking up at the Eiffel Tower and the ball gowns and that, you know, the, the fashion, the comes, I think with it. And a lot of people that tune in probably, you know, want to see that. Because it's almost, it's so far beyond our grasp, right? Like who's having a date looking up at the Eiffel Tower? Who's wearing a $4,000 Versace dress, you know, for a cocktail party? It's so beyond our grasp. And I think people tune in for that. And, you know, when that's not maybe who she is or who she feels comfortable in. And, and so the audience was like, what? What's happening here? <laughs> where's our Versace or where's our. Well, yeah. And it, and it, I think that's why people like, why do people have obsession with celebrities? Cause it's a life that we fantasize about. We know we can't have that life. So yeah. Good falls point. Under that category. Uh, yes, exactly. Kardashians. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast where I did with the kids on, um, uh, on social media and who they follow. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's the intrigue of it all. It's the intrigue of, you know, being in their Ferraris with their, um, you know, their private planes and their mansions and their jewelry and their fashion. And people become sort of, you know, obsessed with wanting to know more and wanting to see it. And I think it's like it gets you away from, for that moment, away from your um, <laughs> quote mundane unquote. life, your yes, mundane totally. Yeah, you're fucking sitting on the couch in your sweats or your pajamas or, you know, real life, real mom life. And it's like a fantasy world to just that you can escape to, to see that like, oh, and I think people, definitely people, you know, tuned in for that. Well, I know they did because, um, you know, if you followed any of the accounts, it was, I felt bad for Katie a lot of times because it was like, what? who dressed her like where's where is the stylist this season did he get fired (laughs) yeah I I had some of those thoughts I have to admit but um not like when you and I were in Paris oh how much fun we had okay the other day I don't know if you remember this but the other day I was at I was out and I wore my snakeskin Doc Martens oh super cool 
But do you remember that? So I bought those in a consignment store in Paris. Yeah. How many years ago was that? And you oh still have God. those? Okay. It was 1996. And I wore them like the other day because Doc Martens are so cool and trendy now. And I'm God, so cool and I can't believe that. Okay. So you guys, anyone new following this podcast, Shelly and I both worked for L'Oreal for many, many years. I was there for over 20 some years and head office was in Paris. So we would have national sales meetings in Paris. Do you remember those days? Fucking miss those days. I know. How that, fun that, was that? That was back in the day when companies had budgets to travel because oh. we also went down south. Remember, didn't we go to Mexico or something? Oh my God. We went to, yes, we traveled a lot. We were in Mexico. We were in Palm Springs. We were in Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. It was one of my favorite places that we went with our meetings. Um, we had the best time working for L'Oreal. And I miss those days. And do you remember we sat outside? Oh my God. Do you remember I got mugged on the subway? Yes. Because I made you go to the flea market. <laughs> my God. Do you remember that? We went to the flea market yeah. and we got lost and we, we lost each other. And no, you were- I think you, was, you, I think you like took off, but anyway, we were going, yes, yeah, so we were in the subway and this guy bumps you and he sticks his hand in the, in your, yes. unfortunately it wasn't down your top, but it was in your purse. Yeah. Yeah. You so no nope to anyone wallet traveling. back. You got the wallet back. Who in a city? Of oh my God. This, people is that back? not the most insane story ever? So we're on the subway. So anyone traveling, traveling, because I didn't, I, I had no idea. My wallet was gone. No idea. So basically I was going through the subway, going through that, the spinner thing, you know, when you get your coin, the spinner thing and somebody Turn bumped style. into me. What do you call yeah. that thing? You know what I mean? Turn style. Turn. Yes. Somebody bumped into me. And, and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Oh, no worries. Sorry. Yes. No worries at all. Have a nice day. Meanwhile, that's the only time that I can think that he would have taken my wallet. Dumb me though. Dumb me. I had a tote, like a bag, a tote with no zipper on it. Stupid. Um, so yeah, so I didn't realize until much later that my wallet was gone. How did I pay for my meal? Because remember, I was you found me eating when we lost each other, and and I, I heard my name over the mic, and I'm just like chowing down on I don't know croissant, whatever, and cheese. How did I pay yeah. for that? Because I didn't have a wallet. That's a damn good question. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, long story short, we finally make it back to our hotel because we went totally like where were we in the fucking Latin Quarter or whatever? Like we were far from the hotel where everybody was remember the bus driver was Portuguese and they talked them into taking us <laughs> took us on the big bus just the two of us <laughs> do you remember that I don't know how I found out he was Portuguese and so everyone got dropped off at the hotel and I convinced him to drive us to this famous flea market way the hell away from the hotel yeah. Marché Marché au pouce. Oui, oui, c'est ça. Okay, yeah. I I bought a 19th century iron door knocker. I remember that. I remember that. (laughs) That sure was heavy carrying that on the plane. That was so freaking fun. And we we made our way back to the hotel, realized that I didn't have my wallet. Do you remember the president of the company, Frank Ferlano? The president president of the company gave me cash. Like he gave yeah. me 200 bucks or something. Cause I had nothing. I didn't have, I had nothing, no money, no credit cards. Thank God I left my passport in the hotel. Um, 
that was a nightmare and a half. And I remember him giving me, <laughs> knocking on my door, giving me 200 bucks. That was so funny. Yeah, but then the crazy story to all this is I got my wallet back with everything in it, except the, the money, money, obviously the French money. Yeah. They sent it to me. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was no good at that point because by then I'd canceled all my credit cards and everything, but I wanted my wallet because I, I loved that wallet. I bought it in Portugal and I loved that wallet. And I was so upset about this wallet that was missing more than I was about the money and the credit cards. And so I got that wallet in the mail, like, I don't know, three weeks later. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty amazing. You know what? It's kind of cool when stuff like that happens. You know, I left my purse. I was on my way to the airport and left my purse in the back of a yellow taxi in New York City. Oh, my God. I had my passport, my phone, my wallet, everything. I had felt like I had just been. I don't want to equate it to anybody who's gone through it, but it was a horrible, horrible feeling because I had nothing. and. the taxi driver brought it back to my hotel. That's insane. No, your purse. That's insane. Your purse or your phone. Um, and I'm on the way to the, I'm on my way to the airport. Like oh. how do you get your purse back in a yellow taxi in New York city. So there are some honest people there, but the key is to talk to your taxi driver when you're in a taxi, because he um, had relatives in Canada and he knew I was flying back and all this stuff. So he knew to bring it back to the hotel. He knew what the story was. So there's a bit of a word of advice. Yeah. Talk to your taxi driver because you just never know when you're going to need them again. What a great idea. That's a great idea. That actually happened to Blake not that long ago. He left his phone in a cab and um, um, he, the guy, the Uber, it was an Uber and he was freaking out and, um, and the guy brought it back. So, yep. So there are some honest people out there. There are some honest people. Not a lot. Yep. Um, okay. So, um, I, Shelly, I know you have to go today. So do I. I just, we just, I, I've got it. What time is it? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to just touch base with everyone. I wanted to, first of all, I know that a lot of the followers, I mean, let's just, you know, let's just be real here. I know a lot of the people that follow this podcast are definite um, Blake fans and Bachelorette fans. And so, and I know that you're, a lot of you are following me as well. So thank you. Um, but so I just wanted to say to all of you, um, thank you so much for all the support been getting lots of dms you guys are been so sweet you're you're so um you're so kind in terms of like what shelly and i are doing here listen to your podcast i've even seen messages on blake's feed saying follow his mom the podcast is great um what you see is what you get so shelly kudos um we're getting lots of support for that what's that cheers yeah cheers um, sometimes we just come on and just talk about anything and everything. There's really no agenda. It's just a touch base with you guys. Say thanks a lot for following along. Um, maybe I will get, we'll do one more last recap of Gabby Petito because it's just insane what's happening right now. It really is insane. The outcome of this whole story, the longer it goes on, the more questions I think that we have. Yes. I'd really like to talk about Gabby Petito and, you know, condolences to, um, you know what Alec Baldwin going through in that shooting. Oh. We'll talk about that next time. Let's talk and about that because that's crazy. God, too. Yeah, let's talk about that too. There's okay, only so well, much to talk about. So little time. No. 
So little time and so much talking. Sounds like school all over again. I know. Anyway, thanks, guys. Hey, listeners, thank you for following along. Um, thank you for being huge supporters of the pod. And we will see you back here next Wednesday. Bye, Shell. Bye.